Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 320. We're looking at Acts chapter 27, verses 1 through 8. Let's read our passage. When it was decided that we were to sail to Italy, they handed over Paul and some other prisoners to a centurion named Julius of the Imperial Regiment. When we had boarded a ship of Adramitium, we put to sea, intending to sail to ports along the coast of Asia. Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, was with us. The next day we put in at Sidon, and Julius treated Paul kindly and allowed him to go to his friends to receive their care. When we had put out to sea from there, we sailed along the northern coast of Cyprus, because the winds were against us. After sailing through the open sea off Sicilia and Pamphylia, we reached Myra in Lycia. There the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy and put us on board. Sailing slowly for many days with difficulty, we arrived off Snidus. Since the wind did not allow us to approach it, we sailed along the south side of Crete off Salmone. With still more difficulty, we sailed along the coast and came to a place called Fair Havens near the city of Lassia. Well, Paul is leaving Caesarea. He has been there for two years. He's been held as a prisoner there. He's been accused by the Jewish leaders of causing trouble all over the empire, of leading the band of Christians, which are suspect of violating the the rules of the temple by bringing a Gentile there by teaching against the Jewish laws. Well, the Roman governor recognized that was all false, but he wanted to take Paul to Jerusalem to try him there in order to gain some points with the Jewish leaders. But Paul knew he'd be killed in Jerusalem, so he appealed to Caesar. Because of the appeal, the Roman governor, Festus, felt he had to send Paul to Rome, but he didn't know what to say with the report to send with him. And so King Agrippa, from the area just north of Judea, came as an expert on Judaism. He heard Paul speak and helped Festus write a report. Everybody agreed that Paul had done nothing worthy of imprisonment, let alone death, but because of his appeal, they had to send him. So now he's on his way to Rome. So we pick it up here in verse 1 of chapter 27. When it was decided that we were to sail to Italy, they handed over Paul and some other prisoners to a centurion named Julius of the Imperial Regiment. Notice we have picked up the we narrative again. So Luke says we here in verse 1. He hasn't used we since uh, back in chapter 23, verse 11. And that was when they traveled when they were on their way to Jerusalem. They traveled from Caesarea up to Jerusalem. And then Paul got into trouble and has basically been a prisoner for the last two years. So we lost the we narrative there. Now Luke picks it up again. So apparently Luke was in Caesarea there and has joined Paul as he's traveling to Rome. So they handed over Paul and other prisoners. We don't know who these other prisoners are. We don't know what their issue is. We don't know how many of them there are. They've put, been put in the care of a centurion named Julius of the Imperial Regiment. So we know there's soldiers. We'll see them later. They 
soldiers under the command of Julius. We don't know how many, we don't know how many prisoners there are, but there's enough soldiers to handle the, the prisoners. And the Imperial Regiment, that's a, a, a nomenclature they use for auxiliary legions. Uh, these auxiliary forces that they would have in various places. And often they, the, the majority of the troops were drawn from the local population. So whether Julius himself was from the, the local population of Palestine or not, we really don't know. But he is named and he's in charge of the group. Verse 2. When we had boarded a ship of Adramitium, we put to sea, intending to sail to ports along the coast of Asia. Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, was with us. So this ship from Adramitium. Adramitium is a port of the town of Mysia. It's near Troas. And if you remember, that's where Paul was traveling up through northern Galatia, and the Holy Spirit was not allowing him to go different places, was guiding him in a, a certain way. And it was there at Mysia that he received the Macedonian call. We had the vision of a man in Macedonia saying, come and help us. And so there were Troas, they got a boat that went across and then began their ministry in Greece, Macedonia specifically. That's where this ship is from and seems is probably heading back that direction. So it's a coastal ship and it will hug the coast for the most part. It's not an ocean-going ship, and it will go north up the Palestinian coast, cross over towards Cyprus, and then up to the southern coast of Turkey and around the bend of uh, Turkey, and then up the western coast of Turkey, up then to its home port. Luke tells us that Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, was with us. We don't really know much about him. He is mentioned in Colossians, Paul's letter to the Colossian church in chapter 4, in verses 10 and 14, he mentions Aristarchus. And so we have Paul, and Luke and Aristarchus are with him. We don't know if there's any more to the Christian group that's there. And there's a lot of speculation exactly how, the, what the relationship was, whether Luke and Aristarchus are actually paid their own way because these are commercial ships and whether they've just paid for their own passage or whether they have somehow formally linked themselves to Paul perhaps as his actual servants to allow them to go with him it's all speculation but we do know it's Paul Luke Aristarchus we have the centurion Julius other soldiers and other prisoners are part of the whole entourage on their way to Rome. So verse 3, the next day we put in at Sidon and Julius treated Paul kindly and allowed him to go to his friends and receive their care. Now Sidon's about 70 miles north of Caesarea and there's, it's an area that there, there's a lot of Christians when the Christians fled from Jerusalem because of the persecution, many of them probably went there. And so there's a group of Christians there, and they receive Paul. Luke presents Julius here as a, a reasonable person who treats Paul well. Now, we don't know anything about the background of Julius, whether he is really stationed out of Rome and happened to be in Caesarea, and now is going back to Rome and going to take the prisoners 
and some other soldiers with him, or whether he was part of the contingent at Caesarea. Regardless, he probably knows the lowdown about Paul and knows that he really is an innocent man, but because of some procedural things, he has to go to Rome for this appeal, and that is likely why Julius treats him kindly. He does know he is a Roman citizen, so he has to treat him well. Luke presents Julius as a a reasonable guy. Verse 4, When we had put out to sea from there, we sailed along the northern coast of Cyprus because the winds were against us. So there's sailing uh, across this northeast corner of the, of the Mediterranean Sea, and Cyprus will provide some some protection from the strong winds. Then they'll cross from Cyprus up toward the mainland. Verse 5, after sailing through the open sea off Sicilia and Pamphylia, we reached Myra in Lycia. So this has probably been the plan, take this coastal ship that will hip-hop from port to port, not very far off the coast, until they could get to Myra. And that is a major port for grain exports from Egypt to Rome. Egypt is a major producer of grain for the Roman Empire, and ships from Alexandria would sail essentially straight north from Alexandria across the Mediterranean Sea, and then go to Myra, that they would leave from there and head to Rome. So, verse 6 tells us, there the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy and put us on board. So, it's a ship from Alexandria. It's a grain ship carrying wheat, likely, from Alexandria, Egypt, heading toward Rome. They had a fleet of these ships that hauled grain from Egypt to Rome because it was a major part of the Roman Empire's feeding the people. We know it's not owned by the Roman Empire, but it's probably under, essentially, contract with the Roman Empire to provide the, the grain for Rome. So the centurion finds this ship. Historians look at these things, say probably this ship is probably a little over 100 feet long and probably about 1,000 tons. It's a a fair-sized ship for for that day. It's a large cargo ship. Verse 7, sailing slowly for many days with difficulty, we arrived off Stendus. So that's about 130 miles that they've made here. And it says many days. I mean, obviously they are going very slowly. It is difficult. And they're not making very good time at all. And it says since the wind did not allow us to approach it, that is, we couldn't put into port at Sendus, we sailed along the south side of Crete off Salmone. With still more difficulty, we sailed along the coast and came to a place called Fair Havens near the city of Lassia. So the wind is not cooperating. They are have to put in the port at a minor port. It's uh, not the sort of place that they can winter over. And we'll see a big discussion next time about whether they should stay or move on. So they arrive on the island of Crete. So they left Amira on the southern side, southern coast of what's modern-day Turkey, and have headed west and then gone south to get down the south side of Crete. 
and now they've put in the port there. So through this all, Luke gives a lot of detail on this voyage. He gives the date and the length of time it takes and the names of ports and all these things. And But there's purpose behind it. It's not just because Luke likes to give the travel log. It's we're, we're seeing the movement of God here. God is moving Paul. And to move Paul, he's got to move a ship. He's got to move a bunch of prisoners and a bunch of soldiers. And he's taking him to Rome. And we know he's going to go to Rome because, remember, after Paul appeared to the Sanhedrin way back in chapter 23, he had this vision of Christ appearing to him and saying, you will go to Rome to testify about me. So Jesus already promised him, you're going to Rome to be my witness. And Paul has every confidence that's exactly where he's going, and he knows that he will get there. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.